Ready? Alright guys, uh, welcome back to the Break It Down production. I'm Sensei Anthony, and here with me is... Sensei Mike, and that was the saddest intro I've ever heard in my life, but we're keeping it! Alright, solid. Uh, today we got a pretty interesting topic. Basically, something that I've thought about a lot, and I think, especially for the viewers out there, this will relate to a bunch of you guys. So the ones actually do martial arts? Yes. Um, what is the difference between somebody who does martial arts recreational compared to somebody who does it uh, competitively? And how do you get from point A to point B? Um, more importantly, how do you go from good to being the best? So for this one, we're going to look at the different types of martial arts. You know, we can focus on specific ones or we can, you know, go general. Yeah. But, you know, for, from my specific uh, experience, you know, at karate, you, when you see recreational... People aren't as like, they're not very competitive in the sense where like they kind of really go for it. Where it's like they just go to do like the actual art itself, like kind of more of techniques rather than like actually they like, going for like the power and like, you know what I mean? I, I, I have a pretty good idea. It's like when you go see like a guy do boxing, when he's like just regularly boxing, it's not like very, you know, strong, very competitive. But like when you go into a tournament, he starts kicking it up like a gear. And that's kind of like a mentality switch between those two. So, here's the thing. Um, I've seen a lot of this happen in, you know, jiu-jitsu schools, more importantly. Um, I'm not, like, I've done karate, I know karate, but I'm not in the circle of karate as much as I used to be. But in jiu-jitsu, it's interesting because if you're going to do it, you know, just to become a teacher or to do it recreational, you go to the classes, you learn the moves, and, you know, you, you do the sparring, you do everything that everybody else would do but if you want to be an athlete in jiu-jitsu a lot of times uh you have to make your teacher kind of look at you where you got to kind of prove to him that you want to compete and that you're worth him giving the attention to because in jiu-jitsu the way that it works at least the schools here is the teachers or the senseis will actually put more time into the competition students, like working one-on-one -on -one and, you know, showing them the Yeah, because they're representative of the Exactly. School. And uh, I don't know if that's the same for karate. For karate, usually it's, you kind of sign up for the tournament and then whoever goes to the tournament, they kind of like pull you aside and then you guys kind of do your own specific kind of training. But it would you, in your classes, like if you're like part of like one of the guys who likes to compete a lot, does your, does the sensei tend to work with unless those they guys know more. you're gonna like unless like the school itself is going to a tournament then not really okay. but like if the school's going to a tournament they know who's going they usually pull you aside then you go to like specific like training like the proper etiquette because like karate tournaments you know there's a lot of respect for the senseis there yeah because that's like a lot of like the points that come in from it you know what i also here's the thing i think the reason for that is is because in karate it's more about a self-defense art where I think jujitsu tends to be more of a sport oriented. So you tend to get more athletes and people like that who get into jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, whereas people that get into karate tend to want to learn it either as an art or as a self-defense. And they don't necessarily have... They don't view it as more of a sport. More of like even, a kind of a lifestyle like, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind, I know a lot of karate tends to be sports and points. And, you know, in jujitsu, it's, yeah. you know, points as well. But, you know, I think, again, there's there's that drive for, you know, athletes to go into wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and stuff yeah. like that. And maybe, you know, the, the philosophy of, I guess, a teacher, since most teachers that teach jiu-jitsu tend to be, um, 
you know, champions, you know, big tournament winners, you know, Abu Dhabi, Nationals, Pan Ams, whatever. Is it karate in Pan Am or Olympics? Uh, no, I know judo's in Olympics. I think karate might be in Olympics. I think karate's in Pan Am, or is it? it? I don't know. Fucking comment if you know the answer. I don't really give a shit right now. (laughs) Fair enough. We'll leave you guys to do some research. Yeah, but, you know, the more I think about it, the more I actually, you know, look... But like, you see, like other like Muay Thai, they're the same all the year round, man. Like yeah. they're well conditioned year round. They but, don't give a shit whether they're competing or not. But you can't do Muay Thai recreational. That's the problem. Yeah, that's because the... it's a combat sport. It's not a self defense. But there's also a uh, judo. You don't. Well, there's some competitions in judo. Oh, there is. But like they're not as like they're also kind of like well shaped throughout the year. Uh yeah, it's funny because I think. In terms of like pristine, judo is still more pristine than jiu-jitsu. Uh, just because judo's in the Olympics, and I think jiu-jitsu's been trying to get into the Olympics, if it's I'm correct. It's the same thing, give yeah. or take. The founders learn from the same person. Yes. And they kind of split up and created their own philosophy, which is why it's very similar. Cause Welcome, it... Welcome to religion. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but then you also kind of look at the UFC. Like, you know, you see the guys like loafing throughout the year. They don't take training seriously. That once they get the contract for the big money, that's when they start kicking it up a gear. They get back into the habits. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like a lifestyle that's kind of good because I think you should be in fighting condition year round. Well, like you should obviously be able to enjoy life, but don't be able to like lose whatever like momentum you kind of had. Yeah, I guess so. Um, on a side, like on a side note, um, in jujitsu, a lot of well, this is actually true, not a lot of times. This is pretty much certain, no matter which school you go to. There's a big difference between people who do sport and recreational. A lot of times, um, the way that it works for sports jiu-jitsu is they'll never give you your belt until you win your major tournaments. So let's say if you want to go from brown to black, a lot of times it won't give you a black belt unless you win a major tournament, which would be you know Abu Dhabi or Worlds or something like that. And I know, yeah, I know a lot of guys that place, you know, third, uh, silver, bronze, but they don't get their gold, and their teacher won't give them their black belt for it. Um, I, I think like if you're able to compete at that level, yeah. But you see, that's the thing because these guys will always tell me the same stories. They're like, you know, um, yeah, I, I see. There, you know, I got some black belt teachers who are instructors, but you know, they don't compete. And I look at how they show the moves, and you know, they're they're not doing it right. And that kind of got me thinking, like, sports people have a much deeper understanding of the art and are much more qualified to teach than to take the course and the test on how to teach exactly and how to know the art. And that idea to know that you can be in a classroom, that there's a black belt. Meanwhile, there's a purple belt who knows more than the black belt is very well that's like if you look at school wise you always have people who know more than the teacher in some cases yeah just because they're able to read more or like they can get ahead more exactly but does that mean they're qualified to teach or they have like the experience needed to teach but if but i feel like knowledge is just one element like you can't just know everything and be able to teach it that's true but what if the person who's teaching it is teaching or may be a good teacher but is teaching the move wrong no then you have all the rights to correct him yeah, well, like if I correct you in class, which <laughs> happens once. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, 
in karate, what what would do you think the mentality is? Well, for recreational, I can't speak for many dojos because my dojo is kind of different. Like our sensei is like, if you have a question or like you don't agree, say it, and we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. You know, I'll say why it's right, why it's wrong, why you're right, why I'm wrong, or whatever. Like, but I know many other dojos. You can't if you talk is disrespectful. Yeah, that's it. Like sensei, sensei, that he's in charge. I you see. Bro, I really hate people that like, do that. I don't run my classes like that. I think what the dojo used to go northern when you yeah. were younger. I think a lot of them were like that, man. If you say one thing out of line, you just... Yeah, but a lot of really them... Bro, I'll be know. the first one to say it. A lot of them are, you know, they're black belts. They're overweight. They know how to do their katas. And you could slap them around. You know what I mean? They've never taken a hit to the face. They don't know what, it's, what it means to be a martial artist. Really quickly. This is a side note. To be a martial artist, you must first go Super Saiyan. Bullshit. Look at Goku, the best martial artist I know in this world. No, but what, what do you think the essence of being a martial artist is at heart? As a practitioner, not as a teacher. Some Whether you're a teacher... I think passion plays a huge... Like You have to be very passionate about it to be a martial artist. I think you have to have the passion for it. If I had to put one sentence, I would be... One sentence, one word. Choose it. A sentence. Oh, man, I chose a word. Because there isn't a word to sum up what I'm about to say. And that would be... The heart of the line is the one of the students. <laughs> no, as a practitioner, you should always, as a true practitioner, if you don't have this, then you're doing martial arts and you basically you're a fraud deep down inside your heart. Fuck out of here. You have to have the burning desire to want to test your skill and know how good you are at some, you know, against somebody else. And people who tend to have that drive tend to be the ones who compete because of that burning sensation inside that you need to know how good you are up against somebody else. Yeah, that, I have that feeling. I love that feeling. No, but th that's what makes that's the difference between somebody who learns martial arts for real and for themselves, and somebody who does it just to put on a face. Well, because I, they're insecure. I know or whatever. for me, man, I used to be like in that fucking teenage class. But, like, when I was in that class, it was so fucking boring. Because you'll spar these kids, like, teenagers. They're not much of a challenge. So I told my sensei, I'm like, you'll put me in the adult class. Let me fight the big guys. And mm -hmm. I fought them, man. Like, I got my ass handed to me. I always wanted to fight them because I want to be able to, like, prove that I can keep up with them. Just, like, you know, with, like, the, like, man strength, shit like that. Would you, have you ever challenged your uh, sensei? Not including me, but have you ever challenged any of your teachers? Yeah. You see, it's actually really interesting. I'm going to tell the viewers a quick story. Story time. When I was younger, up into the point now, any teacher I have ever had in any given art, I would challenge them in that specific art and fight them. And if I lost, I would tell them that I'm going to be your student. And that's basically how I'd meet all of my teachers. And if I'd ever beat them, you know, I'm not interested in learning because that I have nothing to learn. But it's, it's that burning desire to always test your might if i'm a white belt i don't care i'll challenge a black belt it doesn't matter i need to know where i stand and i think that's important that's true right? that's the mentality that kind of goes into it too yeah but it's a mentality that's been lost when people get taught it rec it's not something that can well i wouldn't say that just because they learned it recreationally means they lost it like recreational kind of does take away the sport aspect out of it yeah but and I also the competitive aspect too don't get me wrong but like they're kind of more there just to learn it as as is. Like they don't really like they want to like incorporate it. Exactly. 
with that being said, I think it's that burning desire, that that flame to want to test your might, that is the key component to going from being able to compete. Look, whenever anybody competes, they're gonna suck their first time. It you know unless like you've been training your whole life, but you know at the end it, it's that burning desire to have to go up against another human being and test and put everything you have and you know be serious about it not as a joke not like oh i kicked you oh, i got you there buddy you know that that's an excuse you, you, don't ever say that because you're bragging because you touch somebody it's about fighting and winning and people that have that drive that's actually that that key component is the driving force that allows people to grow and to become masters and grandmasters, not by title, but by skill. But and there's a I've big difference. What I've seen along with that drive of people who always want to challenge someone else yeah. is, say like, for example, no matter what martial art you do, you, someone on the street comes up to you, holds a knife to you and says, give me your money. Those guys really, they don't, can't separate reality from the competition because in their mind, they kind of always want to beat someone. And they always like they always try kind of challenging the person, threatening them. Whereas I agree, someone who kind of has a good grasp of martial arts will always say, you know, kind of look at the scenario. Like if you ask for money, just give them the fucking money, man. Like why would you waste like kind of not waste your life, but why would you like challenge your life True. just for like a couple bucks? Keep in mind though, um, I I actually agree with what you're saying uh, pretty much entirely, except. A teacher does play a very key role in your growth, but a teacher cannot force you to grow. You can go to class every day, but if you don't push yourself, if you don't have that drive, you're never going to grow. But if you have that drive to grow and you have a teacher there who you trust, who can help guide you and teach you how to control that and teach you how to use that, then you have the discipline, that self-discipline to generate entire amounts of force in your technique to be quick to push yourself to be the best and then when some guy comes up to you that builds that confidence and it all starts with the drive not the drive like some people you can learn it by the way everybody has that drive but like i know in martial arts they kind of teach you like they always tell you i know a lot of martial arts will tell you it's like i'm teaching you this as is in real life you're not going to get the same fucking scenario. You're going to be, it's going to be completely different and you're going to be able to have to use your knowledge. Yeah. Or you can just do what they say, but you know, like, like you're saying, like the guys have the drive to go for it, but do you think that they should have the drive in those situations? Well, a hundred percent, but I think how they use it is important as well. They should have the drive that they want to attack the person, but whether they do or they don't, I think depends solely on the situation. Right. If, if you're comfortable that some guy's holding a knife and you're say willing to take another weapon too or like no, give but, or take any weapon but, yeah but let's say if you're comfortable in this situation and there is that risk that you're gonna get hurt but you want to test your might you understand the risks that's your choice to make it's not mine well, i wouldn't think it's a smart choice to make but but you know, he has the right to make the choice yeah or but, she but it, it's they it would be a completely dumb choice but at the end of the day at least for me it's it's so I, I i understand entirely why unless they're an idiot but if you're a true martial artist a true practitioner not somebody who claims a title through a belt but somebody who claims self-entitlement uh you know through through their own hard work and through their own discipline but i've seen people who do that man they're big talkers like they're like oh yo i went in, i go train like muay thai jiu-jitsu or like they talk bare shit yeah but like 
are they really good at their sport if they talk that much? Well, that's some of them. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Like I feel like if your ego is too big for what you are, I feel like you're honestly terrible at the sport. Not necessarily. It's just a personality, right? If if you it, no, but I feel like you haven't actually learned what a martial art truly is. No, 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 you haven't. Because but you, a lot that of martial arts you don't know teach how to you fight. Doesn't no, but like we're saying, like a martial art. A martial yeah. art teaches you have to have discipline. Yep. If you're going to learn how to fight, you're yeah. not a martial artist in any way, sense, or form. True, but most martial arts also, you know, base everything that they do a lot of the times off like yin and yang, right? And good and bad, or yeah. Good and, evil. and believe it or not, you know, there are, for instance, different types of um, Tai Chi. Like I know that there's more aggressive styles. Tai Chi. No, I'm serious. Like there are some people that do it recreational as like. You know, an activity where others use it, like the old Asians in the morning. Yeah, where others actually use it how to hurt people. Joe, if somebody you. has the, somebody could easily be a martial artist and have a philosophy that they want to hurt people, and that you know, martial arts is about hurting and it's about you know, dominating. Whereas other people, it's more about restraint and it's about discipline. But it's about that drive to be better. They, they, it can go both ways. You're still a martial artist, right? It's just a different view. So would you say Batman's a martial artist? Uh, Batman knows, would be. Well, even though he knows so many martial arts, but like the fact yeah. that he's not, that he doesn't have like, well, he has well, somewhat control, anything, but like he goes and attacks guys. No, but you know what? If anything, I think Batman has the most amount of control. I think Goku to, has more control, but you know. I, well, no, think about it. Well, Vegeta, actually. Batman tends to fight a lot with anger, with emotion exactly but he never lets it consume him to the point that he's gonna kill anybody like i maybe like 10 times in the fucking comics oh yeah biggest misconception of life it depends misconception but good good try there buddy i know i fucked it up but i say good try (laughs) i guess the anonymous you fuck so i think in terms of recreational there's nothing wrong with it i think and this is Again, my opinion. If you're going to do it recreational, if you want to get your black belt, if you want to do all this stuff, it's totally cool. Nothing wrong with it. But I don't think anybody who does martial arts recreational should ever be in a position where they're going to teach somebody. Um, I don't think you actually have grasped the idea of martial arts where you can teach students and help them grow. You don't have the experience to do so. So you're saying that if someone should be a teacher, they should compete or they should have been in competitive situations. I think that if I'm going to actually teach somebody, especially about defending themselves, martial arts, I have to be able to stand in front of them and be honest and be like, I know what you went through and I know how to get you from point A to point B. What what does a person who does a recreational know about what I need to do? Like reality. Exactly. They're theorists. That's a lot of things about martial arts. That's the big thing about Western martial arts specifically. Yeah. Like when you go like Eastern, like a lot of them kind of go back to like the actual art form itself where it's like, yeah, it's practical to every, almost every sense of what it is. And do you know why? Even if the art itself is impractical, they train it in a practical setting. Yeah. Take Aikido. But we have human rights here. Take Aikido. Aikido, a lot of people consider such a bullshit art. So do I. I've studied it, but so do I. Or Jin actually. Nope. I'll be honest. I've, 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 I love Aikido. Uh, a lot of people say it's bullshit. And, you know, I have to agree with them. I studied it, but I, I understand the bullshit behind it. However, when you learn it from somebody who forces you to use the techniques in a practical... What, not, not practical as in like, okay, the technique is practical. No. You have to implement the technique. You're, you're put in situations. 
Now, the technique, when you look at it, you're like, okay, this is really stupid. But when you're actually studying it for real, when you have a teacher who isn't necessarily about the philosophy and the art, but in, believes in it, has studied it, and wants to teach it in such a way that he actually wants you to l learn something that's going to help you, it's that drive that got him to that point that allows him to teach you the same thing. Because I guarantee you, anybody who does Aikido, if they've never actually done it practically, where, where they have to spar with Aikido for real, with Aikido techniques, and actually use it, will never be in a position where they're going to get you to the point that you can do it without first having to go through it themselves, if that made any sense. For the most part, it did. So... Yeah, to to me, there, there there's a big difference between recreational and you know. Well, physically and mentally, there's, there's like the huge difference. But martial, to me, martial arts like it should be the same, whether you're doing competitive or recreationally. Yeah. But now with society, it's completely different. Yeah. Because when you look at guys who kind of do competitively, you're like most generalizations UFC. That's the idea of competitive martial arts. Yeah, where recreational is kind of where everything else kind of falls in, where you go like down the street to like the gym or whatever, and you go train with some guys. Sure, but if you were to actually take a look, and this is the truth, take McGregor, goes into a boxing match, lost. If you were to put McGregor in a you know world's jujitsu, he'd maybe do okay, but he would not win. If you were to take him in a wrestling or a judo tournament, he wouldn't win. He could beat them all in a street fight, but in the actual individual no, art... No, actual art itself, but no, he can't. in terms of actual contact, not, not, not necessarily so much for points, as long as there's some sort of real contact, they would still lose a lot of the times. They have a good, well-rounded game. They're aggressive because they train like that. But the other arts train just as intense, but, but they have specific. a much more narrow view on what they're training. But they still have the intensity, which is why MMA fighters cannot transfer over to a different art so and dominate it. So you think that it. someone doing MMA should study each specific martial art? 100%. Specific? That's so the way I did those it. those guys that kind of just train everything? And like... they're, they're bound to get their heads pounded in. They'll win when they go up against people who are doing the same thing. But the minute that well, that's they... most MMA now. Like when you see guys at the gym, they kind of go like do boxing. Yeah. And then like the next session would be like jujitsu, like yeah. rolling and... They're pansies. When they go up against somebody who's studied the arts individual... That's a different story. Me, I've always studied all the arts individual. I'm also studying MMA now for about five years. So keep in mind, Three. individual plus now I get to put everything together into MMA. It really does change how how you do stuff. And, you know, a boxer will always look at an MMA fighter and be like, yo, what they're doing is stupid. A jiu-jitsu will always look and be like, they're stupid. A wrestler, the same thing. It's because they're all very, like, they're very narrow-minded about their own martial art. Like they, exactly. don't, they don't like accepting others. Yeah, that's what I find about martial arts. Everyone's kind of kind of their own clan, kind of cult. Yeah, kind of shit. I think that there's a big truth to that. Too many egos. However, I think that's just to kind of just say it. I think that's the importance of our podcast as well, which is to bring awareness to the viewers. Like we said, the first podcast. You know, this is meant for martial arts enthusiasts and people who want to get into martial arts. You know, these are to help you guys have 
no bullshit. This is real stuff. You know what what we're talking well, about. It's is, also for us to have conversations with our viewers. You know, if they want to comment back. Yeah, but, like no, it's true. You guys disagree with us? Yeah, leave a comment. And you know, we've noticed that you know there are people who listen from around the world, and the stuff that we say comes from a very westernized way of thinking. But the cool thing about well, at least the way I've trained and the different arts that I've trained is I've trained from people from Israel, from Japan, from China, from Thailand, different places that the Western world people come to where, you know, in Japan, you're not going to really find, you know, uh, an American wrestler there teaching wrestling. Like you're going to find the best karate people. In Brazil, you're going to find the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but you're going to find some great, amazing, you know, high-level competitors here, you know, in, in the Western side, which is which is that that um, aspect that that insight that I think only comes from from a Western world. That's true, man. You know, every part of the world kind of has their different mentality on life. Yeah. You know, the way they train is obviously going to be completely different. But at the same time, you have to respect it, and you know you kind well, of. I'm not sure. Like I don't know. You don't respect a lot of different no, martial no, no. arts. No, no, no. I respect. Listen, I'll always go into someone else's dojo and respect it. Outside of the dojo, I'll tell them what I think. If they do something wrong, I will not embarrass them. Outside, I will you know explain to them what I think that they did wrong. So you embarrass them outside the dojo. But never in front of their own students. That's just super disrespectful. But if you're doing something wrong. You know, it has to be pointed out, right? You you have a duty as somebody who practices the art um, to help students, to help teachers. When there's look, a lot of the thing is, in the, here where we're from, there's a lot of frauds. Um, there's a lot of people who who will create an art or who will have a black belt and suck people in for money and people who lack confidence the essence of martial arts is hard work wanting to test your might always wanting to get better like a sword right you want to be razor 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 sharp have a good handle have a good weight right you have to be well balanced right yeah and if you're studying keep in mind that it's hard but if you have the drive, you'll always be able to move forward because it's the drive that when you get your butt kicked, and it's happened to me, it's happened to Mike, it's happened to everybody. It, it's, it's you getting beat up, you losing, when you have to look at yourself in the mirror to know that you're not good enough, that is going to force you to become better, right? It comes down to the simple philosophy that you have to adapt. Human beings were created to adapt. Right, and when you lose, it forces you to grow. It forces you to adapt. It forces you to change. When you're an instructor and you have a black belt and you don't compete and you do it recreational, you've never had to adapt your entire life. You know nothing about change. Martial arts should be ever changing because the world is ever changing. Well, I think that part of it should be ever changing, but part of it should also stay traditional, like in sure. a sense, just to keep its actual. I agree. So it doesn't get lost in translation, like a lot of things do now. I agree, but I also think. But that, yeah, it should be able to evolve with the times. Yep. But keep its base and of the course. foundation it kind of went up with. Yeah. Or else, really, just everyone just studying the same shit at that point. It's not really specialized in anything. Sure, but 
you know, whether it's karate, jiu-jitsu, this or that, you know, you should literally be creating it better. Take Eddie Bravo, for example. A lot of guys here, they like Marcelo Garcia. I love Marcelo Garcia. I think he's amazing, but I'm a big Eddie Bravo fan. Eddie Bravo created his own system entirely of jiu-jitsu. It's still jiu-jitsu, but it's its own system. Shotokan Karate, Kaiokushin Karate, two different things, two different systems. I should be seeing more systems getting implemented today that have traditional techniques, but also have evolved to fit the standards and to fit the world that we live in. And I hate the other forms of karate. It's all bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm not hating on them, but, like, you ever go, like, actually watch, like, the other forms of karate? Yeah. They're so slow and they're so soft and it's like, fuck off. Well, that's that's what they're meant for. Well, like, I don't know. For me, like, I've noticed Shotokans are the more aggressive. Of course it so, is. So, like, then you go see the other ones yeah. and you're like... Motherfucker, kill me. Yeah, but how... This, oh, is, a, it's like this, in, this is a low shop, but... In, you know, How th- aggressive is it? It's not very aggressive. No, in Japan. Comparison. In Japan. With, with all... Oh, they're fucking nuts. There. No, they're not nuts. They study the art the way it has right. to be studied. They will go out Farmers, in man. the mountains. They will start punching trees. Every day, they will run. And if I'm correct, in Japan, a lot of the dojos... You, you actually hit each other, but if you yeah. get blood on their gi disrespect it's very bad don't ever get blood on the gi from my understanding i forgot can you get blood on your own gi or you no can't get not blood? on your own gi but you can get on someone else's gi no or you, you can't sh- get any blood on anyone's gi. i don't I, I think if you get blood on someone else's gi they get in I trouble i thought if you got the blood on the floor you get in trouble no i don't know i heard something but i do know that they I heard strike so for many real. different weird things about japan and karate no if I promise you if you were to go there oh, I would love to go there but, like, but you would come back with a much deeper insight on what actual karate Once can be Once you go study it at its roots yeah. you have such a different appreciation for it but not that but once you go and study it at its roots how do you go back to something that's inferior well then you kind of you kind of go off on your own then I guess but you see there, there you go that's the next step as a student that's the next step to understand that you know, you'll always need a teacher. You're always growing, but you're your own best student. As as you walk through the journey of a fighter, you meet other people on on the same path, and you share ideas, you share techniques, you grow, you help each other out. To stay in one some dojo, are yeah. To stay in one dojo and to be so narrow minded, you're setting yourself up to fail. I feel like everyone should aim for a certain level. Or not like I don't know. I feel like everyone should aim for somewhat of a black belt in whatever like martial art they do. Fuck a black belt. No, I think like everybody a high sh- level of knowledge. I think belts more no, or like less not are bullshit. Belts, but like high level of knowledge. I think usually ev- the belt kind of indicates your knowledge. But that's that's a false indication, is what it sometimes. is. Sometimes, I think people should strive to be the best. Everybody should be the best. I want to be the best. You should be. You should want to be better than me. I should want to be better than you. And I promise you, if everybody were to do that, the level of fighters, the not the level of martial artists that people would be producing would be astronomically much more advanced than what we are today. So many people don't like martial arts because they kind of, they get so many false, like, uh, not receptions for like representations of actual like martial arts oh, 100% and I feel like that's kind of the main problem with society like they don't see it as what it is as like a beautiful art in its form yeah but they see it as something dangerous it is and it's violent well, yeah, but it it's beautiful that's the beauty of it like you know I was um I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about, you know, Meryl Stream and she's psychotic and she's like, yeah, martial at the Grammy. She's like, martial arts isn't an art. I hate Meryl Stream for that. And, you know, Joe Rogan says, and I completely agree. He's like, you know what, man? 
That's bullshit because when you see two people fighting and they get just a, a clean round kick to the head and it knocks somebody the fuck off or fuck out, the level of precision that that, that in terms of technique, timing, everything, that is art, right? To, to be able to do that on the spot when it's not scripted, that takes talent. People study their whole life to be able to do that. And you cannot get a better art than that because... It's not scripted. It's unscripted, and it's that is natural form. Exactly, it's not a dance. It's something very raw, something beautiful, right? And and that's the essence of martial arts. And you know, to think about these deep questions and to really ponder them, not not just to sit in your room, but to ponder them, think about it, come to your own conclusions, and to implement it into your own game, is what's gonna make you grow as well. Right, don't just sit there and be like, all right, well, that's a good discussion. All right, we're done. No, 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 no. You have to take it and you have to really run with it. Well, let's like say, like, after some of your classes, man, like, I know a lot of people, I've done this a lot of time. I know, I think you've done it a couple of times. Maybe, like, after a class, you'll go talk to your, like, sense or your master and be like, yo, I don't understand, like, this, explain it or teach it to me, like, a different way. Yeah. It's like, and if they take the time to explain it, you know they're legit. Like, they're not bullshitting you. No, I, I'll always do that. Like, yeah. I know I've went to my sensei a bunch of times after class. I'm like, yo, I don't want to get this. You want to teach it to me the different, like, teach yeah. it to me or, like, explain to me? Huh. Like, they'll sit there, they'll explain it, they'll show me, like, different ways of, like, how it's implemented or whatever. And if they do that, I believe they're actually martial artists. But you if you're just like, oh, it's just because I said something, get the fuck out of here. You see, you know, my kind of quota per se my philosophy the way i teach people how to fight and how to defend themselves it's basically this you know everybody has their sayings this is my saying i'm not here to give you a generic shoe you know a nike whether it's jujitsu you know reebok whether it's judo i'm here to build a specific shoe around your specific foot yeah, because not everyone fights the same. Exactly. Or not everyone is the same. Not everything is going to work the same for everybody. And, you know, that's the way I go about it. You know, some people may disagree and be like, oh, well, then, you know, your your art is never actually going to be true to anything. Well, that my art will always be true to the student that is learning it, not to the outside viewer. It will always stay true to somebody who's learning it. But to an outside viewer, it would probably be like, oh, well, you know, then that means that there's the consistency. No, no, no. Everybody's different, right? If, if a teacher taught individually, one-on-one, you're going to have much higher grade students than one teacher trying to teach 25 people, and they're looking at them like a number. Yep. Right? So, you know. It's it's all, like, self-oriented, man. you got to know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Yep. For me, like, I'm not strong at, like, going, like, jujitsu or judo, but, you know, I still train it. Even though it's not my strong suit in a fight, I won't always want to take it to the ground. Sure. Like, when I fight Joe... I'll try keeping it standing with him as long as possible. When he gets to the ground, he obviously gets the advantage just because he has more knowledge in it. But when it goes back up, we're kind of evened out. Like, we'll both be able to kind of get our hits out. Sure, but... But it also depends on, like, how they've trained, you know. That's but always train to, like, you're the best of you can. Let me ask you this, then. When you go to your class and you get and you take somebody to the ground in karate, you now have the advantage on them. Do yeah. you not? Yeah. But you have the disadvantage in my class because you're with, you know, the guys you go up against. No, I'm saying like with... how you should always train for like what you believe is going to be the best for you. No, no, I know. But that, but. My... Yeah, but like, well, obviously when I go against someone who has been doing it for longer, I'm always at the disadvantage. Sure, but when you go up against a martial artist and you have more of the wide perspective, you're actually going to win. 
Yeah. You have a you're not guaranteed, but you're gonna have a much higher chance. Odds are in your favor. Exactly, and you know. I think that's a Hunger Games reference. <laughs> or is that game? No, that's not Game of Thrones. That's Hunger Games. You know, hopefully, you know, you viewers out there manage to take something away from this. Uh, a little bit more of a deeper discussion, but but I hope you know. I think we touched on some pretty good points. Hope you touch your souls. <laughs> that's. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> All right, yo, peace out, man. All right, guys, take it easy. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And, guys, just leave a comment. Um, if you want to know anything about us, if you have any questions for us, you know, um, our, our Facebook page, leave a comment. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud. We'll, we'll read it. We'll answer your questions. Comments on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to uh, the next podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Peace. Take it easy.